Hello, everybody. This is Julie Schrager. I am your host of the Nothing But Julie podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I'm sorry I have been absent for a few weeks. I was not feeling very well. No, it was not COVID. Uh, just, you know, little little uh, issues here and there, you know, trying to keep up with life pretty much. And I am back. And I thought, what are the best streaming shows, series that I think are the top best ones. So yes, this is all according to me, uh, according to what I've watched. Um, So this is going to be um, the best series that I've watched that I highly recommend you watch uh, on Netflix. Uh, What else? Netflix, Amazon, Prime, HBO Max, and Hulu, which I feel are the top streaming platforms. I didn't include Apple TV just because, well, just because. Um, I I need to tell you, I literally have become a huge advocate of streaming. (laughs) And the reason why is, aside from the convenience, I mean, they didn't have this when I was a kid. Nothing, nothing like this. If you wanted, even, well, okay, when I was a kid, they didn't even have Blockbuster. They came out with HBO, I think, when I was in middle school. So maybe, maybe 82, 81, maybe anywhere between 80 and 82. And I remember, you know, you would have to wait for something, you know, to come on. There was no streaming they had, you were paying for the service like you are now, um, you know, but, you know, you had to wait for the premiere, like on a Friday night or Saturday night. And I remember gathering around with my sister and my mom and my dad, you know, waiting for this show to start. That's kind of the most that I had when I was a very young child, uh, not very young, but a young child in middle school. Then years later, they had Blockbuster Video. Those of you that remember Blockbuster Video, I remember calling my boyfriend and telling him, get to Blockbuster really early so you can get this movie before everybody else does because they they had a limited amount of movies. And I mean, I remember Friday night, it was packed. I'm like, what are you all doing here? Shouldn't you all be out at the movie? Shouldn't you all be going out on date night? (laughs) Meanwhile, you know, I'm there with my boyfriend. Um, but, or, or he was by himself, but you know what I mean. Blockbuster videos were VHS cassette tapes. So you needed a VCR. And I remember whenever I would get a video from Blockbuster, whenever I, I had to return a video to Blockbuster, the next time I would get one, they would tell me that I owe X amount because I didn't return the previous video. And I'm like, yeah, I did because I would put it in the Dropbox. So after I started, you know, hearing that they weren't getting these videos for whatever reason, I started going into the store, which was a bit of an inconvenience and make sure that they, you know, they scanned it right then and there. They did have scan guns. Um, I actually went to camp with the daughter of the man who invented the barcodes, barcoding system. So, um, yeah, and then I'd have to have them scan it in and make sure, and I would even get a receipt and hold on to it. That was what it was like then. 
it wasn't until many, 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 many years later, uh, you know, that Netflix came to town. And wow, that was the, I mean, honestly, you know, to, to come from a background where, uh, you know, people in offices were using computers for really the first time. And those were DOS systems, you know, and then you had, um, you know, Macintosh, Apple, and then of course you had Windows that came out. To having a plethora of technology at your hands, you know, I've seen what life was like before it and what life is like now. And there are definitely ups and downs, but that's not why I'm here to talk about technology. You can check out a previous episode of that. Um, but I am here to discuss Squid Game. Have you seen Squid Game? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Yeah, there's a bunch of gory crap in it. And there is, ooh, just, you know, you got to have the stomach for it. But I tend to think think that's more at the beginning. There was still killing and some brutal stuff that went on, but the essence of the show was so good. So good. It wasn't just some, you know, boring movie, I think that might have been made in Korea. It it wasn't and and you didn't need the subtitles or anything. It was a, a wait, did you? Wait, did you need subtitles? I don't think you did. Maybe you did. I, you know what? I can't remember, you know, what I ate five minutes ago. So watch Squid Game. Um, yeah, it's, it's South. It was South Korea. I'm just checking now. And it's like, um, it's an action thriller um, TV series. And it's basically about um, people uh, whose backgrounds were checked by this big corporation of people. And they were singled out. You know, they were like cash strapped people and they were invited by like a like a strange invitation to play um almost the all children's games but the stakes you know were were deadly and I don't think that I don't believe many of the games that they played were anything that these people had had thought about and you see that at the very beginning of uh, well the first episode I would say um and it was interesting the games that uh they came up with or the games that they came up with and it it it, there's a point though um to squid games and this is well first of all if whoever is basically last man standing um they can walk away with like billions of dollars. Um, I needed to figure out what the amount of money was that they were going to win by going online because it was um, in in Korean money. So I had to kind of figure that out. But uh, it is it's a very physically aggressive um, childhood game that they that they play and some you might remember from when you were a kid and I think it's like 38 million dollars that they can win but I think that starts that's where it starts off and then it increases into the billions 
Um, it's about nine episodes. And during one of the episodes, you see the series take a turn, like a dark turn. And this is when these contestants start to realize, oh, wait, I can die playing this game. <laughs> it, they didn't, it, it didn't happen right away. But you'll, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to give it away. Um, but they're all kind of isolated in this bubble. And you, they, they learn not to really trust each other much because it's, it's such a high stakes, deadly game. And the outcome is death. And you really don't know if the person that, you know, that's right next to you is saying to you what they're saying because you don't trust them. And a lot of stuff happens um, throughout the movie. And even though the concept is not obviously realistic, um, I mean, it's really very bizarre, but it, it still kind of gets into your soul, you know? And this was a huge, huge, huge success on Netflix. So Squid Game, definitely, definitely highly recommend it. Okay. Um, this is not in any order. Uh, the Queen's Gambit, which I, I can give spoilers. So just I'm just letting you know for this is going to be spoilers because it's been like a year. So if you haven't watched it, then, you know, whatever. Don't listen to the rest. Um, and this, too, is on Netflix. And it's, a, it's just a, you know, a series, a miniseries. And it's actually based on a novel. And it was... It is about a, a little girl who becomes orphaned and lives in an orphanage and befriends um, a janitor who teaches her how to play chess. And I think that she might have been eight years old. I know that she was very young. And it was a very interesting concept because, you know, you don't hear of women playing chess. Um, and so to be able to select a woman, it really has increased the amount of young ladies and children that have now really started to play the game and really enjoy it. And anyway, so this was um, set during the Cold War era. And um, she, when she becomes a part of this orphanage at that time, these kids were made to take a pill. I'm not sure if it was to help them sleep or to stay calm. And she then became addicted. And in this addiction, she went on this quest to become like the greatest chess player um, in the world. And it's, it's um, how do I say it? The, the way that she figures out her strategy is after taking these pills or being high or with some kind of substance in her system and she's able to figure out on the ceiling what her moves are going to be. And um, she has this um, heightened sense of, and I, I hope I say this the right way, apophenia. Does that, does that, anyway, that is someone who has a tendency to uh, perceive meaningful patterns and random data. And so that is how she manages to figure out how she's going to play. And it's very intense. 
and uh, you're literally going through the struggle with her, the struggle of addiction and the struggle of being the best. And, and like I said, it's based um, on fiction uh, from a, a novel by the man of Walter Tevis. Um, and I don't know if you ever heard of Anna, Anna Taylor Joy, but she portrays Beth in The Queen's Gambit. You might have seen her before. She was excellent. The absolute excellent choice for this. Um, she, the way that she portrayed the image of a woman with addiction and, and becoming this almost like, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. A, a person, like a prodigy of, of chess. Um, really very interesting to watch it. And to have such an astonishing talent for chess and, and begin this, this journey to stardom while grappling with addiction. Let me tell you something. It was a really, really great series to watch. So The Queen's Gambit, also on Netflix, loved it. There's going to be some that you aren't going to think are the ones that, you know, you should like or, or uh, maybe I'm missing some. I'm not going to mention every single one that, you know. I want to, I want to watch, um, the Umbrella Academy, love the Umbrella Academy. I think too, that was on Netflix. Um, I think that, yeah, it is. It, um, appeared, I think in 2019 and they've had two seasons. I really do hope they come out with another one. Um, it's, um, it's, it's loosely based on this, um, comic book about um, a disbanded group of superheroes. And um, again, it's called the Umbrella Academy. And you will recognize some of these uh, characters and some of the, the actors. Um, and it kind of revolves around, well, mostly revolves uh, around a completely dysfunctional family. And all of the siblings, um, again, spoilers, uh, were adopted. And the man who was there, and I use the word very loosely, who played their father, um, was, he wanted to turn them into superheroes. And they eventually turned into adults and they kind of um, went their separate ways until their father died, where they all decided to reunite and solve this mystery of how the father um, passed away. Um, meanwhile, there's this imminent threat of an apocalypse. And yes, someone has uh, the superhero uh, way of being able to see the future. So it's, it's so good. <laughs> It's so good. Um, I, I really, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm really not going to say much more. Um, but what, what I will say is um, it is for adults and it's for kids too. And this, the one thing I do remember from the beginning, because I don't remember a lot, was um, there were 43 women that were pregnant um, and gave birth simultaneously around the world at noon um, on October 1st, 1989. And 
seven of these children were adopted by this father. He was a very eccentric uh, billionaire. And like I said, he turned these kids into, he tried to turn them into um, superheroes. And instead of them having names, he gives them numbers. And there's a mom, but she's kind of like a robot. And he put all of these kids to work to fight crime. And one particular, and I won't give it away, um, sibling was kept apart from the rest of her siblings um, because she supposedly had no powers of her own. Oh, she did, but she just didn't know it. And she was literally kept apart from her whole family. Anyway, this whole, the whole second season technically took place like 56 years earlier. Um, but you can keep up. It's a really, 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 really good series on Netflix, the Umbrella Academy. All right. Another favorite of mine, which I am fairly certain is a favorite of yours because I know it's a favorite of many. Ozark. Love Ozark. So let me see how I can describe Ozark to you. It, there's just so much involved that it's hard to kind of narrow it down. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's a crime drama. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And it is about a husband and wife, Marty and Wendy Bird. Um, and they, it, Marty got into money laundering while he was uh, living, I forget where he was living, Chicago, Chicago. <clears throat> excuse me. And they decide to move to the Ozarks to continue laundering their money and it's really such a great great series um I think they've had three seasons and now they're the fourth one is going to be in April end of April so let me tell you what I like so much about it Marty Bird is literally detached emotionally from everything nothing seems to bother him even though you know it, he's bothered by things. But <clears throat> he's part of this Mexican drug cartel. And um, there was a certain scheme back in uh, Chicago, a money laundering scheme that just went wrong. And Marty makes amends by offering to set up an even bigger laundering operation in the Ozarks, which is located in Missouri. So he moves his whole family, which is young son and daughter, <clears throat> to the Ozarks. And they immediately become intertwined with local criminals. <laughs> and um, later on, they, they get intertwined with another group. It's, I think, the Kansas City Mafia. Um, lots of twists and turns could be violent at times. Uh, the way that they're constantly getting into deep shit and then pulling themselves, themselves out of it. Wow. Wendy Bird, the wife, you watch how she's progressed and how she's become more and more evil <clears throat> throughout the series and how she becomes very manipulative, manipulative and 
extremely narcissistic, which uh, obviously she was, but just, it just got worse and a bit, um, she's well, very patronizing. She is just the way she manipulates people into thinking like she's a gaslighter basically is what, what she is, which by the way is another episode of mine that you can check out. I, so anyway, so uh, Marty is just like a self-employed financial advisor and he is very, very smart and figures out how to do this money laundering, um, in such a way where it, it can kind of keep him out of, um, the spotlight, but he's always being pulled in. So again, Ozark, another one of my favorites, uh, is on Netflix. Wow. Three for Netflix. Okay, um, another favorite of mine is Euphoria. Euphoria is on HBO Max. And I, I'm going to tell you why I like this one so much. It, it, it's not for everybody. Um, it is um, very dark and it's about addiction. But, but hear me out. Um, even though it's about all of that, it really, it, the acting is really, really good. Zendaya is in it and you see her struggle and it's palpable. The way that she acts, oh my God. I mean, it's almost as though she was really going through the addiction and the withdrawal. Um, it's, it's pretty much about a bunch of teenage high school girls, many of whom are envious or jealous of the other person dressing, you know, like, you know, whores. Um, they're kind of, you know, a bit skanky. Um, and there's a lot of, um, well, drugs and partying and sex and these girls trying to find who they are, what they are, how they are, um, with other people. And it, it, it can get, you know, pretty dark at times, but I really like it also because, um, it does show ways of handling addiction. Uh, it is definitely not for young kids. That is definitely not something for them. It is more for an adult audience, but, um, it's also about a father son relationship and, um, uh, you know, men were cheating on their wives and transgender, um, the character, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, and gay and, you know, LGBTQ plus, you know, they, they really incorporated a lot of, um, what is woke right now in today's culture. So it's, I'm telling you a really, really great series from what I understand, because they just showed the second season. I don't think that it is coming out. This the third one, if it is, until, from what I understand, 2024. So, you know, you've got a while before the next one comes out if you want to watch this one. I'm telling you, it's, it's one, of, one of my top 10. Okay, HBO Max, Big Little Lies. Now, this is with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. And, oh, hold on, I have to think of, uh, what's her name? Um... Uh, well, Meryl Streep, duh. Um, Laura Dern, Shailene Woodley. Oh, Zoe Kravitz. 
Adam Scott. I mean, some really great actors are in this. And it's, it's kind of like a dark comedy, I would say, um, about murder and, and hiding some things about this particular murder and mischief. And this all takes place in uh, Monterey, California, which is a very quiet, tranquil beach area in California. And you have all these moms that, you know, oh, my, my daughter is great. My son is wonderful, blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, behind closed doors, there's a lot of um, uh, bad marriages, not great relationships with the kids, um, you know, divorce, uh, you know, you, it's, it's like a lot of women who, uh, the husbands, um, are, um, very successful and, and one of the characters though, um, Laura Durham plays a very success, has a very successful, um, career and her husband is screwing everything up. Um, you know, beautiful homes and, but, rumors the whole community is fueled by rumors and and a lot of division and uh you can see lots of relationships that are fractured uh like i said between husbands and between wives and even parents and children friends and neighbors and it is told through the eyes of three women um madeline who is played by reese witherspoon celeste who's played by nicole um Kidman, who's the other one? Who's the other one? Oh, and Jane, uh, no, no, Jane, who is Shailene Woodley, but also Laura Dern. But let me tell you, great series, lots of drama, craziness. There is some, uh, some physical abuse in a, a husband and wife's relationship. Um, and it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's such a great, great show. There are some parts though where women can maybe be triggered by you know the sexual abuse but it's so telling and when Nicole Kidman um was had wrapped up the first season I remember seeing her on an interview saying how hard it was for her to get through doing this role that after certain sexual abuse scenes and physical abuse scenes um she just sat on the floor and stayed there and the crew just left her alone because she was in that moment. Like she really felt it. And so they, she needed to just kind of recoup, you know, on her own by herself. Wow. So anyway, um, it, it, it's gotten tons of awards and, and the actresses have gotten tons of awards. Um, and I, I will tell you, um, I liked it so much because they had to keep it a secret, the murder, which you don't know if they did it or someone else did it, if they were hiding a secret and, and eventually things start to catch up with them. And it's really good. I don't think that they're going to have another season because all these actresses are like crazy busy from what I understand, but, um, definitely see that big little lies. Um, HBO Max. All right, let's see. I, okay, well, I'm going to tell you this one from Apple TV or Apple Plus. Ted Lasso. You have just for the month get Apple TV because Ted Lasso, 
is worth it. You can get it for like $4.99 or $5.99. Or I think it's free for a month now. I don't even know. Ted Lasso, <laughs> and I'm already laughing, is, it's so satirical and like dry comedy. And so it, 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 it's, um, it's about, it's with Jason Sudeikis, who was on SNL. And it's a, an American football coach who gets hired by a Brita, a British soccer team, Brita, by the Brita Filter. He's hired by a British soccer team and doesn't know anything about soccer. Nothing. But what he lacks in knowledge, he makes up for in optimism. And he is so optimistic. And he makes biscuits for the owner, who is this incredible, incredible looking woman um, who is his boss. And he's got this determination that, it, that people who didn't like him fall in love with him. It's not a true story, um, but I, I believe Jason Sudeikis was working on this for like almost 20 years. 20 years before he finally brought it to you know, become something streaming and and where a a streaming service picked it up. And he too has won a ton of awards along with um, the other cast members and the the show itself. It's such, it's such a great optimistic, it's like wholesome and totally unattainable show. And, you know, there's a, this one popular soccer player who eventually retires and it's about love and also divorce uh, and playing the game and learning how to be a team player, you know, not just think that you're the only one on the team that's, you know, making the magic happen. Really, really, really great show. And it's really engaging um, TV. And you often wonder if Ted Lasso is really that, like, dumb or if he's actually really smart, and that's why he's saying the things that he says. <laughs> I know it sounds really strange, but I almost wish that there was a spinoff of this show because honestly, that writing on the show, it, the, the writing is just incredible. And the, there's such a wide range of characters, and each one individually gets their moment in the spotlight. You know, you don't really see that too much on shows. It's usually just like one main character and the others kind of, you know, follow suit. But they're all, I mean, it's like they're, they're charming and smart and they're all charismatic. And, ah, oh, I really, really like that show. So Ted Lasso on Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever the hell it's called. All right. There are a few others that I really did like as well. But I'm only going to talk about one last one uh, that you have got to watch and it is called Peaky Blinders and Peaky Blinders is on Netflix there's I think six seasons and um, they they have uh, like very kind of deep Irish accents so you might need to have your clothes captioning on Um, but I will tell you something five out of five 
I never thought that I would be into this type of a genre, but I did like it. It is um, about a gangster family that's, it's set like in the early 1900s in England. And it basically centers around a gang and they they sew razor blades in the peaks of their caps, hence Peaky Blinders, because they then use their caps to blind people and use it in other areas. So it's a very, uh, it could be gruesome and brutal. And again, not my cup of tea normally, but I just was hooked. And there's a fierce boss and his name is Thomas Shelby. Or they call him Tommy Shelby. And let me tell you something. Oh my God. Not only is he adorable, but he, the the things that he endures, and and it's, there are many other brothers, one of which dies that are a part of this clan. Um, And they basically go return to Birmingham after they served in the British Army um, during World War I. And Shelby uh, who you know, Thomas Shelby um, and the rest of his brothers and whatever people are a part of the Peaky Blinders on the outside, um, basically they control the city of, of Birmingham. Um, but the thing is, is that Thomas Shelby has these ambitions and they extend um, beyond uh, Birmingham. And he really wants to build on his business empire that he's pretty much created and he will literally stop anyone who gets in his way and it has and there's lots of sex and drama but let me tell you something it it keeps going like every season was a continuation but very different departure from the previous season um, so from what I understand, and I can't totally remember, but I do believe that there are six episodes. And I think that the seventh episode is on the BBC right now, uh, and then coming to Netflix probably next month. So there you have it. 35 minutes of my top however many series is, is, is. Let me tell you something. You don't have to take it from me, but they are really, really good. And I know that there are people who are struggling now to uh, find more series to watch um, because of COVID and some of some people who have uh, are still trying to find work and they have extra time on their hands. I'm telling you, I understand that it becomes a bit of a struggle to, uh, you know, find something new. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining me. I will be in touch with you next week. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye.